Welcome back to the Coruscant Nights podcast. We're very happy to have you here today. My name is Cooper. Alongside me, as always, is the superbly insightful Mark. Hello there. And the astonishingly sagacious Jack. Oh, thank you. Hello, everyone. <laughs> today, well, what? there's no surprise. We're talking about the Ahsoka finale. Um, uh, we haven't, this is the first time ever in our 36 episodes, mm. which is crazy that we've got that far, but... First time that we have not spoken a single word to each other about yeah. what our thoughts are. Like going into our a little pre-chat, we were just avoiding the, the topic. We, what we hear today, is the first time we're hearing it. I don't know what these guys think. They don't know what I think. I don't know so, what they think. Yeah. Um, today's a very special episode. Not only because of this reason, but because we've got a very special announcement coming at the end. Something that we're all looking forward to, very forward to, and something that I think's been a long time in the making and is something that's finally going to come to fruition, I guess. I'm going to go through the usual. We're on all the social medias. I don't even need to list them anymore. You know where we're at. Um, And a big thank you to everyone who has joined us throughout this series. I mean, we're averaging about 150 views per per podcast for the Ahsoka series, which is great. That's I think think that's a lot more than what any one of us imagined. Yeah, so we really appreciate the support throughout this series. And, you know, we've got big plans coming up for uh, the end of the year and into next year as well with new shows, etc. And lastly, a big thank you to Ben and Nikita, our patrons, for always supporting us. If you want to join them, we've got uh, links in Instagram bio and you'll get bonus content, exclusive content, member shout out, etc. So that's there for you if you want. Okay. I'm ready. I'm so ready. I'm so excited to hear what you guys have to say. I'm going to start with Mark because he's fresh out of watching it. I mm-hmm. am. And mine isn't really, I don't think much of this is actually opinionated. This is more of just things I noticed or. Facts. Yeah. So we'll get, we'll, I'll probably do my opinions later on when the other two speak. But let me just, I wrote the notes as I was watching. So I'm just going to read them out in order. It started off with good intro music. I yeah, really enjoyed. Yeah. I actually really enjoyed that intro music compared to can, you. Can I can I interrupt? Already? Go for it. Go for it. It was very um, it menacing. Was very similar to the opening one for episode one, but mm. like before the title crawl. But it just mm, it was before felt a the bit title more like dramatic. Mm-hmm. The drumming. I liked it. Yeah, the drums. Yeah. You know. Yep. It really made you know. It really brought the suspense right to the start. Mm-hmm. My second point was. And this is kind of a, I knew it, hyperspace ring for the Chimera. Yeah. I, I, some people weren't so convinced, but we got there in the end. Is is that a bolder claim as you saying that Padme was going to show up in this series? <laughs> oh, yeah, it's much bolder. No. <laughs> no, of course not. Next. this I think this may have been my favourite shot of the episode, and there were many good shots, including the one behind Cooper up there on the on his background. The shot of Thrawn when the TIE fighters were leaving the the ship, the Chimera. Oh, yeah. That was mm. that was one of my favorite shots, probably of the whole show. Yeah. I don't know, it was just so badass. Like Yeah, it was pretty the cool. camera under Thrawn and the TIE fighters just coming from behind. <laughs> my my uh, next comment was Ezra's lightsaber is really cool and it has a lot of obviously Kanan inspiration. And I want to know if you guys noticed this because I'm not sure if Cooper did, but I'm not sure if Jack did either. I feel like his lightsaber 
because they all have different sounds, but it sounded very much like what I call a prequel lightsaber, but more specifically Anakin or Obi-Wan's lightsaber. When he pressed the when he pressed the button to retract it, it sounded sounded like I was watching like episode two or episode three of Star Wars. I think it's because of just the blue emitter. I feel like that's kind of like the sound. It could that, be that, but I don't know, because I feel like sometimes they're a bit different sounding. I thought it was so. an interesting choice for them to go for him to go use the blue one though. Well, I I'm not sure why he wouldn't just take his old one. Yeah, I don't know. I was a bit like, wouldn't you want to teach Sabine to make a new yeah, one? Yeah, that's a good point but, as well. Actually. But it is, I don't know, just yeah, interesting. Anyway, continue. Yes. Um, one of my most confusing points was how did they survive a turbo laser strike mm. when they were running on when they're on their creatures, running in an open field and their turbo laser striking right down on top of them and wow. they somehow and somehow didn't get hit by any. Mm. What do you guys think? Did you think that as well? Look, I overlook it now because every Star Wars property has plot armor. So yeah, yeah. I was, was going to say plot armor. Braun would have won by now. They would have all been it's dead. It's the most, it's the most obvious plot armor though, which I find kind of annoying. Well, I just, actually, I made a note off of that, and you know, on my on my list because <laughs> oh, you just you mentioned you mentioned the thing, and I'm like, oh yeah, that I probably should mention that. Interesting. All right, uh, I had a nice little comparison of. Thrawn saying for the Empire, followed by uh, Morgan saying for Dathomir. Mm-hmm. So she really wasn't in it for him all along, I guess. Mm-hmm. Even though I, I kind of thought that she was, was for Thrawn the whole time. I, I don't know. I felt like she was always referring to her cultural heritage. I think she was a lot more yeah. kind of where she came well, from. Well, I thought she was more just using it as a means to help yeah. Thrawn in his endeavours, which to be fair, she was, but I thought she was, you know, all in support of him. Yeah, I don't think she wanted to get left behind, though. She didn't seem very pleased about that. So, mm. yeah. Yes. How oh, interesting. This is a point that I especially wrote down because I knew if I didn't, people would say something. All season, I've been saying we are dangerously close to baseball bats. This episode was probably one of the better ones because, like, with the... Yeah, uh, with the, no, because with the strikes and the slashes and everything, it's the same as always. But there was what I call a hidden decapitation because I did it off screen, but you saw the head rolling Ezra. on the ground. Pardon? Ezra's attack. Was it Ezra? I can't no, remember. No, it was Sabine. Yeah. It was Ezra. No, yeah, no it was Sabine. It was of like the, the death I don't troop. think it was Sabine. It was Ezra. It was on the top. And they well, cut... I no, I thought it actually. Yeah, I think it is Ezra, but I, I originally it thought it was Ahsoka. Watched it twice. No, it's yeah. it's it's Ezra because it's after Sabine like does the Kylo Ren through the head, and then Ezra yes. the thing to him and goes. Yep, mm, that's right. Okay. I called a hidden one, a hidden decapitation, because he did it behind a pillar, so they didn't really want to show it on screen. But it is something at least. Like there were so many times I reckon that an arm or an, or a leg should have come off. And yeah. it would have made more sense with zombies as well. But yeah, that's true. That's true. Like, if they just keep slashing at these zombies and then they fall down, they're just going to keep getting back up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You've got to dismember them. Mm-hmm. So I don't well, know what's the strategist. What? Come on, get him on a get him on a Star Wars show. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, but uh, man, this was their golden opportunity, and they somewhat did it, I guess. But they could have done a lot more. Mm-hmm. Why didn't Ezra? Take off his stormtrooper helmet or armor prior to meeting Hera. And straight away, too. Yeah, I was thinking that too. 
thought they're it was... all pointing guns at him, and I'm thinking he's a stormtrooper. They're like they're gonna most likely shoot him straight away. Yeah, but also had chopper nose. Pardon? And chopper nose, Ezra. Yeah, I don't know. That was I was thinking. That. How did chopper nose? I don't know. I think, yeah, it's interesting. It was still cool, though, like that they reunited. But... However, they, okay, here's my point about that scene in particular, because I don't want to talk about it in mind because it was so small. Yeah. Why? So overjoyed, though. Like, he, he still left behind his mates. So, yeah. I like, know. he didn't even show any bit of, like, remorse. He was just like, hey, Hera, I'm <laughs> home. Like, <laughs> she just left everyone else. Well, I don't think he should be remorseful, but he might be, like, um, grieving kind of thing. Yeah, like I'm back, Hera, but the others didn't make it. Something mm. like, something yeah. like that. Why do you look so happy? Yeah. Like every reunion has to be happy in the show. Oh my gosh. Mm. Yeah. Yep. I had one one last point, but I'm actually going to mention that as well. Actually, should I? I'll, I'll get to it later. My my one that I wrote was Balin and Shin are awesome as always, but I want to know what they are up to, and that was one of my things I said last episode. Like I want to, I don't want them to not explain what Balin's doing, and Jack's uh, background might be a hint for something that he's going to do. But that's all it was—a hint. Like, but that's come on. yeah. It's a, this is I'm just going to say it now because everyone's thinking it. They, they initially announced that it was a limited series. Clearly, that intent was never the the case because everything. I think this this episode almost left with more questions than answers. Yeah. And I think that's where a lot of people are divided because I don't want to say my point yet, but I think it's more people are divided because it didn't close off a lot of people's stories in the in the way and it left a lot of loose ends. Yeah, like even with Shin when she did the igniting, mm. like what she's going to rule over them, or that's what I was going to say. Is she that was my other thing? Is she going to rule over them, or is she going to murder them all? No, I thought she was probably going to hire them to go find. Yeah, Bale. well, that's what I'm saying. She's probably going to rule over them, but. I'm just gonna say I don't think anyone got an ending to their story in this in this show. I would beg to differ. Well, I, what Ahsoka? No. Who? I won't Anakin. mention it. Yeah. Who? I think Anakin. Anakin. Oh now, this, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to go into it because. Okay, so for people listening, we kind of apart from Mark because he just came fresh from watching it, but me and Cooper were like, oh, you know, when we watch it, let's do a voice memo after, see how our opinions change even over the course of a day, right? So straight after, I was like, oh, my gosh, seeing Anakin, does that mean we're eventually in another future thing? We're going to see him commune with Ahsoka. But my opinions actually changed a lot more. And I think that's more like his mission's kind of fulfilled. And that's the last we're going to get of him, which I probably respect. But I don't think I love because we still have never had an interaction with like Anakin being like, how's Luke going? Or hi, Luke, you you need help or something? You know, like I was going to leave the Anakin conversation for you because you clearly want to, but Nave maybe you want to say at least yeah. one thing. So we you can talk add to it later if you want. But I'm just thinking because Anakin kind of before all the Disney stuff had his ending with, you know, when Luke burned mm. the Vader suit and the Yoda, Obi-Wan and Anakin were all there and everything's done. But now it's not really. There's a lot of stuff still going on. But so the Force Ghost were never ended though. Because it's like, yeah, you know, he became Force Ghost in that moment, but it was never like his story was ended there because we already saw that, like, the Force Ghost but, never yeah. happened to die. We just, we haven't seen yeah, it. Yeah, his story didn't, well, I feel like it did, well, it ended as a story, like, full circle because he's redeemed and he's come back yeah. to the line. But he could use 
his now profound knowledge and skills as a force ghost to help teach. And this is why I don't want to bring it up again. It somehow always happened. But this is what the sequels could have almost done. Like, why not incorporate some more Force Ghosts into the teachings of, such as Luke or something, when he's creating a temple and stuff, and whatnot? Mm. Like, yep. it, it's almost like there's too many plot holes with the 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 whole franchise because of how impactful Force Ghosts have shown to be. So it's like, why not? Like, or is there only certain times I can come, like, come in, or like, what's the what's the go with them? We haven't actually got an an exploration to like how they operate or how they function in this form. Mm. Yeah. Uh, well i think to carry on the the other thing i was saving um i don't know how i feel about ahsoka and sabine being stranded because honestly and i said last episode i thought this would be the most likely ending which it was but the way the episode went out or went along i feel like they would have made it to the ship like that was i was like oh yeah okay they're gonna get back but then they didn't. But that I was also kind of like, how did how did the Chimera get so far out so quick? Mm. But it was moving rapidly. Oh well, that's that's fine. That's how the show is. So I yeah. feel like this is a really good opportunity for me to say something because I've Go. this this is a point that just made me so angry. So you talk about like you know thinking that it's going to get to the ship like the Chimera. There seemed to be no sense of urgency by them at all. They were hovering, going slower than I could walk for a good half of the episode when they didn't even know when Thrawn was going to leave. I was just thinking about that whole time. Guys, do you want to get back to the other galaxy? Because your best chance is about to leave. And here they are hovering over the ground to protect the freaking dodal people. That's a good point, actually. I didn't even think of that. Why wouldn't they have just rushed straight away? And I was thinking, like, even if it's to protect the turtle people, I forgot their name, but even to protect them, it makes them more of a target because the TIE fighters are going for the ship, which means they're more likely to be after people. I just, I could not believe it. And also, even more if I can continue, Ezra, he's shown he can fight without a lightsaber. So, like, if it was just for him to build a lightsaber, okay, fine. But if he can fight without a lightsaber, then what's the point of travelling that slow? Just, if he can fight, go go get on the ship already. I've got a point with this too, however. Okay. The thing that kind of annoys me about old blue man down the bottom here is I'm going to talk about him later because I'm actually a bit, I'm actually probably one of the people in this so far that I've seen to, in this episode to not be the overly, I don't know. He had some good moments, but I think there was some things, and this is one of the things I want to mention. He said he was waiting for the cargo to be full. He said he doesn't care about, fighting the rebels or whatever or if they get stranded here why the heck did they not just go straight away they didn't need to make a ground assault what is he on about just go man you have the ring there too i don't oh so it doesn't make sense jack yeah the first time ever you and i agree on something (laughs) i i'll get into it later but i did not like thrawn in this episode yeah he was yeah he he just felt so off the only thing, he had some really dope lines, which, like, will be forever, like, forever noted and stuff. But I thought he was a bit, he was a bit interesting in this episode. He did, he did some more of those Disney Thrawn stuff that I'm talking about. The, the, the rebel stuff where he always goes, you know, acceptable defeats. Like, he never takes a defeat, even though he takes so many L's. Like, oh, <laughs> just admit, <laughs> so many L's and you're doing it again. Just, 
<laughs> it's not part of your plan, mate. You didn't want this to happen, but yeah, sure. Anyway. Continue. You know what? This is such a rare occasion because I think I almost fully, but not fully, disagree with the both of you. Because I actually, I thought Thrawn was really good in this episode. I didn't hear anything about the cargo, though, that you got. I know I know. at the end they saw him loading on. But... The previous episodes, he goes, whether or not they make it back to the ship or if Balin or your mercenaries make it back or not, we are, we are going immediately. That's our number one priority kind mm. of thing. Because I, I, I was last episode, like I know for plot's sake and for action and story, they have to not have him leave straight away, but... That's when I like don't like it when they're like I'm waiting for this to be done or waiting for this to happen because then it just leads to the most generic thing ever. Like they should have just been gone already, and then it almost well, shows more desperation in wow the rebels weren't quick enough kind of thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, that's why I said I don't fully agree with you. I mean, yeah, I don't fully disagree with you because that's true. I didn't actually think about it during the episode, but they could have just left immediately. Like I don't know. You, you raised the point, and now I can't stop thinking about it. Why wouldn't they have just left? It's what I'm saying. The finales, it, 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 I'm very divided. I'm very divided, to say the least. Yeah. But in terms of what I was saying about Thrawn, I mean, I I still think he was his pretty, apart from that, probably his yeah. typical Thrawn self. Good lines. In this episode, yeah. especially. There's some- I, liked, I liked when he was saying, like, will you become like what your master yeah. turned out to be? That was That was cool. And there's no reasoning with the uh, the apprentice of Anakin Skywalker. I was, like, mm. yeah. I was surprised Sabine didn't actually question Ahsoka about what he meant. No, well, probably would have wasted mm. more talking dialogue time. Well, to... they've already spoken about it. Because yeah, you know, they did... have. Well, they they trained together before they split. Well, up. then if they did, it was off camera, so we wouldn't. Yeah, know. that's what I mean. Just you, I guess. And. I think I think I've only got one last thing really to mention that that I thought about as we were talking. It's kind of going back to the Ezra lightsaber thing. Last episode, he was so against using a lightsaber, but then all of a sudden, this episode, he was like, "Yeah, I'm not only going to use a lightsaber, I'm going to build a lightsaber." <laughs> who said? Who who predicted that they're waiting for the finale to make him like some influential, impactful <laughs> lightsaber thing? Like literally, that's why I didn't like last week's one with certain moments like that. They just dragging out yeah. something that just should happen in that's true i feel like the whole season was dragging things out to be honest but yeah. i think it would have been a lot better as a movie i think yeah i think so. um i think that's where i'll end my point so if we want to well, pass it on to, to just, jack just before we do mark can yeah. we get a score for oh, yes. the episode? i've already right altered my original one i don't think i'll alter it again i think i'll go with seven and a half nice nice mm-hmm Alrighty, okay. so I will give my score after my um, spiel, Steven Spielberg. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Um, so <laughs> let's kick things off on 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 a good note. I actually, as watch while watching it, I I was pretty I was pretty happy. I, I I enjoyed a lot of the things that happened. Didn't have much to complain about, but then good old me, after watching it, I started to realize that some of the decisions and some of the things that happened weren't as good as what it could have been. And after the episode ended, I was like, well, who would have expected this to happen? Like it was so by the book, like from even episode one, we would have known how the outcome was. It was, and this is what I'm, I'm frustrated about. They dragged out such all these, like the, the, the one thing that we didn't really know anything about was Balin's story. I almost wanted mm. this show to focus on him as a villain yep. rather thrown at this point because I'm like everything else is so generic apart from Balin's kind of endeavors you know what I mean so thumbs up 
Yeah, so it's it's this episode was okay, in my opinion, overall, I thoroughly enjoyed this episode far mm-hmm. more than last week. Like I hands down, I did not like last week's at all. It's probably still my second least favorite of the sh- of the show as a whole. Um this one, however, it it I know it happened in the Clone Wars with um resurrecting people and all that kind of stuff, but for some reason, all the stuff with the Dathomirian mothers and stuff, and even the imprinting on the face and stuff, it just felt so cheesy. It just felt very um, what's the word? Like over over exaggerated the top, like whoa. And even when she <laughs> her hands like this, like I was like, oh. yeah, like you know how she did, and it made this loud sound, I'm like nothing happened. But okay, I don't know. It just <laughs> this whole, and then Thrawn just standing there like this the whole time. Yeah, I find it funny how he was just standing there watching. What, you're going to say something? You're going to do? You're going to go and do something? Like, oh. And once again, everyone's forgetting to mention this. I know, like, we obviously have more shows or seasons or movies to come because everyone's story is still left open, but Enoch did nothing. Mm. Except, <laughs> except at one point, walk like an NPC. Did you yeah. notice? <laughs> True, yeah, I did notice that one. At the start. Um, oh, that was so funny. Yeah. Um. Mark didn't mention this, and I'm very, very divided on this. Sabine using the Force. Yeah. I knew okay. you were going to mention that. I think which I was going to attack Cooper for. I think Cooper will thoroughly enjoy this. I reckon. Is that is that right? I don't know. You have to find out. Do you, do you want to know what I thought? Yeah. yeah Honestly, I didn't think much of it, which is surprising. <laughs> no, mind. the point is it's surprising because I was saying in the last few episodes that I'm not really a fan of her using the Force, but. This time, I don't know why, I just felt didn't feel no, weird no. this time. It, it's almost, I'm the opposite. Now, obviously, it's not like they just did this out of nowhere. I know they were teasing it and everything. However, every time a character's going to die, some, like, force always kicks in, like, generic once again, right? And straight after that, he's like, yep, I'm beast with the force. I'll force push Ezra up to the ledge. Well, okay, so I almost... Okay, yeah. Sorry, yeah. you go. No, no, go, 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 go. I was going to say, I feel like it might have almost... And you guys are going to have a go at me for this. I almost feel like it was an awakening in the Force. <laughs> Sound familiar? Um, say, that she's unlocked that ability now and, you know, I don't know. Work like that, though. Like, I feel like she has to still train. Especially I feel when- like it was more of just a adrenaline sort of thing. Like, she was going to die, she didn't do it. Oh, well, maybe, that, maybe that one. But no, I'm talking about the one where she mainly forced Ezra. That uses a great ton of power and yeah. skill. And she hasn't even been trained. Like, she didn't, like, even move a cup before. Like, you know, I'm like, so I'm just... And I'm going to say it, and I don't want to be one of those people, but it's a Mary Sue-like situation with Ray. And I'm not saying it's because she's a female. I'm just saying it's because they clearly said throughout the whole show she's got the worst force ability ever. You know, she's got no potential at all, basically, but then does that when other characters probably will take ages and years to do that. You know what I mean? So I'm just like... Yeah, go for it. Can I comment on your Mary Sue thing? I didn't think of it at this point, but if she continues in future projects to be able to use the Force so much, then I might might start to agree with you. But the thing was, though, I thought back in the day too, and like a, like also with Grogu, right, being a Mandalorian Jedi, what, are you trying to say most Mandalorians can now just, you know, or like most people? I'm like, it used to be a rare occurrence having a mm. Mandalorian Jedi. Now she's technically a Mandalorian Jedi. Like, aside from the initial first one, which gives me, like, icky vibes, because I'm like, really? Like, I don't know, but wouldn't wouldn't you rather it be Sabine than someone completely random? No, but we had Grogu always 
preparing for this role anyway. With with mm. greater, it makes more sense too because he's adopted into it, not just some random man. That, like she she hasn't even in the rebels and stuff. She never really showed any skill apart from combat. Like she never was. It was never teased that she was really had force abilities in rebels until like this show. Really, you know what I mean? So I just feel well, like it was. I disagree. I disagree. No, no, because yeah, one, yeah, she's blocked out. That's the only comment Kanan made when doing the trials of the dark saber. I'm well, like, I was. Yeah, go for it. I was gonna say that in the same episode, Kanan mentions that as you start to like understand the blade, as the force channels through you into the blade, it stops becoming heavy, and that's what happened. She made comment that the blade feels lighter. In which, in my mind, makes me think that oh yeah, okay, she's channeling her force in a force to to be able exactly. to use that lightsaber. You should that makes sense for her, but being able to be like a strong force wielder, which it looks like, like I know it's just a force pushing in, but it's still quite. A feat, right? Yeah, that's so right. I'm saying, I don't. You don't know where they're going to take with her anymore. But it's more just like I don't know. Back in the day, I thought it was a still to this day. I thought it was like a real hard, like hasn't happened for centuries, right? Like having another Mandalorian Jedi. Now we've just got Sabine. Like well, I don't know what I thought you were saying before. I must have misinterpreted. I thought you were saying that in both directions, it's odd for someone to just become Mandalorian like Grogu because they're normally it's just the Mandalorian clan. And that it's hard to be a Jedi if you don't have the Force. And yet both of those both of those things have happened. Well, no. Well, becoming a Mandalorian, not so much. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying, like, he got adopted into the culture and they say it's... Yeah. Uh, that makes sense. But he already had the Force, you know what I mean? Like, no, no I mean, Jedi- yeah, I'm not referring to the Force when I refer to Grogu. I'm only referring to the Mandalorian part. Yeah. Anyway, that's my little tangent. I thought, yeah, they had to do it for the thing. But then also when they played the Force, like the actual Force scene when she forced Ezra up, and I was like, really? You're giving her, like, the Skywalker Force scene for Sabine? I was like, okay, interesting. I'm like, but you're not... You're, I, was, I was always like to feel like they're sidelining Ezra again in this bit. Like, they're putting a greater emphasis on Sabine a lot more than Ezra when I'm like... Everyone forgets that Ezra... This is Ezra's also first time live action... Not many people know who he is, even probably more less than Sabine. Like, why why are we not getting more Ezra stuff? Like, maybe now we will because he's the only one back that can report about Thrawn and everything. Maybe that's what they're planning to. But this is my main issue with this with this episode and show as a whole. They're, it, it's just, once again, doing this, building up to something greater. And this is where I have a problem with it because when you go back to rewatch it, you're almost like rewatching the first baby steps of a greater thing. I'd rather go watch the end result than some little prequel bit, you know what I mean? Unless it was a movie. Because movies mm. are easier to watch and get through than episodic shows that are, you know, like, it, it's a good at the time of watching it, but then rewatchability-wise, I'm just like, it's not even a show on its own identity. It's leading to, like, a multiversal threat kind of thing almost, you know? Like, with Thrawn coming back. And, and for example, and this is a hot take, and all respect to the decision of what Disney do and what, uh, Ray Stevenson's family doing stuff, but you, you you really can't end his story here. You you have to recast. Yeah. Like, I'm I, unless the family and all that don't want to do it, then then sure, I'm happy with whatever mm. they that. But if they do give the word for it, then Disney have to do it because you can't. This um, the reason why I have it as my background is because it's so. This is what I was saying about creativity. This is so like I know we've seen it in like the Rebels artwork, we've seen the Mortis arc in Clone Wars, but this is so monumentous and grand and something of large power and unpredictability. And this is what this is what I want from Star Wars, like some more mythical, godlike elements. And seeing this shot at the end, I was just like, wow, 
I would have preferred the finale to focus more on this than whatever the basic action, generic, cheesy, oh, like they fly now, like, oh, I've never seen these guys be revived again kind of thing. Like, it's just, I don't know. It just, when you get something so cool like this and such a impactful arc and like, and stuff that will revolutionize the galaxy as a whole, like, is he going to Abeloth, the mother? Like, like, what is the, what is the father pointing to? Like, you know, something huge. And it's like, when you get something like this compared to what we had for the whole show, why wasn't the show more focused about this rather than like about the, the mystery, the, the mystery of Peridia rather than Thrawn's return almost. It's like, Oh, you have two really pretty cool stories that you're not giving enough time for one or That's the other. True. You know what I mean? So as a, as a whole, this episode was fun, but I think it did really let down on, on execution wise and, and uh, because I think because I know that there's going to be future installments, which uh, I think lowers it a lot for me. And as I said before about Anakin's Force Ghost at the end, I thought it was cool. But what's with Disney always having these uh, Force Ghosts just show up at the end? Like, yeah. like, like that was what like, I was thinking. Yeah, I'm when just I saw like, and then Thrawn in this episode, he did a lot of weird decisions, like what we mentioned before. He also just. He was getting defeated almost so easy. Like he, he he didn't look like he was one step ahead like he was trying to say. Like he reinforced this all the time, but he's never succeeded yet. We actually have barely seen him succeed. And if you're gonna call him escaping a success, well, because he had the, the aid of the Dathomiri the Dathomirians and stuff, he didn't do anything really. Take Thrawn out of the equation, Enoch could have done the same oh, the same decisions because it wasn't really that smart. And that's where my issue is, and this is why I'm almost I was almost hesitant of knowing Thrawn's going to make a return and stuff because he's a character that really emphasizes intelligence. And I know words and vocab can do that, but his actions haven't equated to it. He's, 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 he said all this grand stuff and all this stuff about being one step ahead, but we've still never really seen it happen. He's, he's easily bested by them walking through the front door. Like, Oh man. Like it just, uh, I don't know. It's just, a lot of these things makes me boil a bit because it's like everyone's praising it. Like a lot of people are praising this episode. Like how can you hate on this, this felony save Star Wars? But I'm like, how can you say that? There's so many like still errors that I'm like, you can't call like, even for me who loves the prequel movies and stuff and Revenge of the Sith, there's still errors within it. I don't like it when people like to just give utmost appraisal to something that really doesn't deserve it. Like it, this show was fun. It was enjoyable, great score, Great characters. It did a lot of great things, but I thought the plot was really basic and drawn out and just not not that innovative. And the most innovative bit of the plot was with a new character, Balin. So it's like, wow, like where do our priorities lie? It should be almost with whom almost... we have no idea what happened. Yeah, like I was like almost rather a, a show about these guys than than Ahsoka. Mm. Like, I'm sorry, would, but like, yeah. I would easily watch that. Yeah, like I'm saying, like, yeah, like I don't know. It's it's. People are, yeah, people are ragging on it too harshly, I think, but then people are praising it way too much, way too much. It, it, it does not deserve this much appraisal. Like, it, it's good, and it's probably one of the best, it's ne- next best to Andor, but Andor fits the, as we say, it's, you can't really compare them, but this is the best um, known characters live action show that I think we've had aside from, like, Andor being, like, a spy, actually, an espionage kind of thing, thriller. But, um... Overall, um, that's my thoughts. My rating of the episode, actually, on the voice memos initially, I'm going to tell the audience this. I initially gave it a seven and a half to eight. Like, I didn't have a definitive one. 
But after all this, it's dropped to a seven. It's 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 a flat flat seven, flat seven indeed. Yeah. I actually forgot to mention my initial because I gave it a seven point five, but my initial was an eight. Ooh, yeah. So we all both went down by by half. So it's 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 interesting when you, and that's why I said um to the lads on the on the podcast here that it would, it would be interesting to do voice me- memos and kind of keep track because it changes so often. You know, mm-hmm. like we did our rewatch of the whole movies, but it could change next year again. You know, like yeah. that's that's the thing with with movies and and how you grow and mature as a, as a person, you know, you see things differently. You might like different stuff eventually and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, th- this episode was, gave me that kind of mixed, mixed emotions, mm. but I definitely enjoyed it a lot more than mine. So just the enjoyment factor, hundred percent. Yeah. Now, if it's all right with Cooper, I know he's itching to start. His oh yeah. Oh talk, yeah. But I just, I want to mention one last thing actually. The title of the episode was "The Jedi, the Witch, and the War and the Warlord." That sounds. Now I don't know if this is intentional. It sounds exactly like Narnia, the line, "The Witch and the Wardrobe." Yeah. What's with yeah. that? Magical mystery. Element. Is it just because they're both Disney or something? Or no, I think I think it's because one, it's a play on obviously the Disney property, but I think it's also like quite punny because there's like a witch. There's as like as the title says, they're the most. It, it was yeah. I mean. It is what it what it says on the box, but, yeah. but <laughs> it's just, just it was funny. But yeah, it's a good callback to. I think a lot of people probably wouldn't even know about Narnia. <laughs> a lot of people would be like, uh, "What's that?" <laughs> but when yeah. I go to say the name of the episode, I almost say the line "The Witch in the Wardrobe" instead yeah. of "The Jedi, the Witch, and the Warlord." Well, <laughs> Warlord and Wardrobe sound similar, so yeah, yes, I get that exactly. Yeah, but. I, I I relinquish and uh, Cooper can go yeah. his bit now. Okay, all right. Um, first of all, I would like to say, and on behalf of everyone, condolences to the Stevenson family mm-hmm. um, for the loss of Ray. He bought something really special to Star Wars, and it's a shame we can't see him move forward. Mm-hmm. And especially since this was his last performance, I know he didn't get any dialogue, but even just seeing standing him there, it was pretty pretty emotional. To it see. was a great shot. Yeah. Oh yeah. And it, I mean, in something in the context of that, that's pretty important to to be there. Mm. But regardless, we extend our um, sympathies. Um, the other thing I'd like to mention before I get started is that we, as Star Wars fans, we can love it, we can hate it, but we're lucky to get this series. Oh yeah! Like mm-hmm. just the amount of effort and work that goes into creating something like this, Jack. It might not be like you said; the plot didn't intrigue you. That's oh, fine, but yeah, there are so many other elements that just are so special to say. I think getting Anakin in four episodes is just incredible and being able to continue this show or his story in this show is just really special. Mm. Yeah. Now that, I've got, now that I've got that out of the way, where to start? I've written an <laughs> essay about how much I blanked this episode. So I'm going to rank it as an average to okay episode. Yeah. I said... Hang on, I'm going to read off my list here. Oh, By the end, cool. I felt more confused than satisfied because of all the things that were left unexplained. And it didn't help that I pretty much predicted everything that was going to happen. Yeah. I explained to Jack last week, I said pretty much everything that happened this way, except I said Sabine would probably get home with Ezra. But I'm glad she stayed because it kind of reinforced that actions have consequences. It's not fair that she was the one to head over there and allow Thrawn to come back and then also be allowed to go back. Yeah, That's And it's, a uh, you know... Uh... 
callback, whatever you want to call it, to uh, Ahsoka and Sabine, they're going to stick together. Yes, definitely. Mm-hmm. definitely. Um, okay. Then, God. Okay. Uh, I don't even know where to go from next. I kind of go into positive. I'm just going to go. Okay, positives. I love that there were consequences for the future. I like that Thrawn getting away was like something that happened. I mean, mm. I knew it was going to happen, but at least now there's an actual threat out there in the galaxy beyond the First Order. Well, even if that's going to happen. I'm interested to see how that senator will react. <laughs> get a demotion, get fired, and get put in... I was going to say Azkaban prison, but that's the wrong series. <laughs> um. Okay, uh, I liked Ezra. Ezra in this episode was really good, mm. even just the combat. I mean, he's... I mean, Aman is fun. He's been great all season, but just, I mean, in this one, the combat was on point. Uh, the expressions, the action. I, I don't need to say anything else about Ezra. I think Sabine's journey came to a pretty satisfying conclusion. I I know I know you guys have spoken about her using the Force. I didn't hate it, and I know you said that, Jack. You said that I wasn't going to hate it. I don't. I think it would be more of an issue if it was just introduced in this last little bit. But at least it's been like a season long journey, so it's like it, they've been yeah. foreshadowing it. I think she just didn't prove like she actually progressed and like it's almost like the jump was almost nothing at all like it just went from zero to 100 yeah no yeah. i understand that yeah, it was, yeah that's the most annoying bit about it i think yeah yeah yep uh i liked seeing anakin happy at the end it's good to see him smile every now and then it was i liked all the night sister stuff that was mm-hmm. kind of intriguing because we haven't really got that in live action before um i loved so in the first episode I said that Morgan Elsbeth was my favourite slash most intriguing character. And finally, we got development of her. Yeah, and I'm going to why I hate it in a little bit. Mm. But I love that she finally got some development because she's kind of just been this stoic. She's like my cat. She just is kind of hanging around everywhere. She doesn't do anything. She's just there. <laughs> Literally. Plot device. <laughs> Plot device. Um, the last positive I had is that it works well as an episode, but not as a finale. Yeah, and I, my score will resonate or reflect that. Mm-hmm. Now I want to get onto the negatives because I really didn't didn't like the parts of this episode. We've touched on Thrawn. Um, I just thought he seemed very out of control in this episode, like yeah. he wasn't on top of everything like he normally is. And even you could see he was just looking very concerned and like uns- unsure about what was going on. I, I, I think that, yeah, yeah, you jump go. in. I was just going to say, I wonder if that was on purpose, though, because he knows that Ahsoka is Anakin's apprentice. Possibly. Yeah, yeah Possibly. you could say they're a bit nervous. Yeah. I don't know. I just thought the scene where they, like, got into the, the castle or temple or whatever it was, and then it cut to Thrawn's face, yeah. like, I'm like, no, this this isn't Thrawn. Thrawn yeah. does not react like this. Yeah, it was... You could, like... I mean, maybe he would react like that if it was something, like, major that they got through or something, but it was just, like, the front door. Mm, that's it, yeah. Well, they I weren't just... even meant to get through the front door. No, that's it. I don't know. It just, it felt, my other point is it felt too easy for the for the characters just to mm-hmm. even get up there and get in there. Um, yeah, I said that. Time being irrelevant, I kind of mentioned that before. I mm-hmm. said it was unsatisfying. Too many cliches I found in this episode. Oh, fine. I... Yes, I would like to mention back to Morgan quickly. I hate this when this happens, and it happened in this episode, and it happened to one of my favorite characters. 
You give a character development and this major thing in the last episode, and then you kill them off in the same episode. <laughs> what, is what is the point? Make it a season-long development. Don't just introduce it. in. It'd be like if Sabine hadn't been showing, like, she could not use a force, but showing that she's at least trying, and just yeah. putting it in the last episode. Like, how has yeah. that been? Like, Morgan's a good character. I think this this episode, there's a lot of complexion going on with her. But now we don't get to see that because she's dead. And I mean, Ahsoka's kill on her was cool. I'll admit yeah. it was cool. But I was confused on that scene why they didn't just force push the stormtroopers off the edge. <laughs> that's also true. They, but that once again, plot because that's really... what that's exactly what Ezra did in the episode before. He was just force pushing everyone. Yeah, yeah. So and what's and another? Um, I know I know you can say magic, but another lightsaber resistant weapon. Oh, but we saw it in the Clone Wars, so it was okay. Oh, did we? Uh, yeah. Did I you watch remember. season six? I did. Yeah. Yeah. Was okay. it, it, was, six? it was in the. It was in the Mace Windu Jar Jar Binks. Wait, show. was it the same sword? Yeah. Yeah. Blade of Talzin. Oh, okay. Although I did think that in the Clone Wars it was just made of like the magic. It wasn't actual. It wasn't an actual like physical metal blade. But and if magic, but like magic is always known in like every you know, science fiction, fiction, I mean, not uh, fiction properties is always like, it always counters a lot of the known yeah. weapons of the universe kind of thing. So it's, it, it, you know, it wasn't, it was, it was better than Moff Gideon just destroying the Beskar. <laughs> so, I mean, what's it called? Not um the dark saber with Jesse's hand. <laughs> mm. Yeah. That was, that's silly. Yeah. Uh, that was pretty much it. So the last thing I was just going to say is, the score I'm about to tell you is not what I think of the whole season. I think it doesn't change my view of the season. I think it's been a great, great series. Can't wait for more because I'm going to guess we're going to get some. Um, and I really enjoyed it overall. So I'm going to give it a 6.5. Oh, that's fine. No, that's, that was, that's reasonable. That's no, that's, it's fine. It's just Cooper being the lowest. Wow. That doesn't that happen is, often. That's my lowest score of the season. It's funny because. I, I can understand why, but then also being the finale, I think you have to be a lot harsher on it. I think that's mm-hmm. where it's going for from it. But um, I when when watching it, I was like, I reckon Cooper might actually not like this episode because I was like, every time when I think of something, people who are listening, if I remotely kind of enjoy it, just think the opposite because Cooper probably does. Well, Cooper, yeah. <laughs> if me and Jack like something, it's usually the Cooper doesn't. Yeah, like he still liked this episode, kind of like 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 it's still above five. You know what I mean? It's still, you know, people like it, but like he's just got a lot more criticisms. Which yeah. I agree that the uh, the season finale wasn't super satisfying. But hmm. I said this last week. I think I kind of already mentally prepared for that to happen because I could I could tell that's what was going to happen. So I think I just wasn't as disappointed as I would have been if I hadn't come to that conclusion. I was also hoping that I'd be. You know, like I was hoping I'd be proved wrong, kind of in a way. Yeah, yeah, I mean, definitely. But it just went the the way of the way of the water. Water. <laughs> um, Classic. So, if you've been keeping up with Instagram, we've been like keeping scores of of our um of of our reactions to the episode. So I've compiled like the totals. Do you guys want to hear them? Oh yeah, let's do it. Okay. So Mark, I feel like this isn't a surprise. Mark had the highest overall score. out of 80 for the season. Nice. That equated to an 81% average, so that's pretty good. Really? Oh, wait. 80? Oh, on average. Yeah. Yeah, What about in total, though? What was it? 60? 65.2 out of 80. 
So that's like a bit over like 66, 70% would it be about? No, it's yeah. 81%. <laughs> we said that was the average. No, no, no. As like, that was that was your, sorry, that was the total score for the percentage. I don't know. <laughs> I won't say percentage. I'll just go with score then. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jack, you had the second highest. You had 60.5 out of 80. Mm. And I had uh, 59. Actually, no, I had, yeah, I had 59.5 out of out of 80. So Wait, so Cooper was the most critical? Yeah, but... I wasn't the most I critical. Think... I just had the lowest. I feel, yes, like okay, Cooper, I feel like I remember Cooper saying in the first couple, first three episodes that he was going to keep his uh, scores a bit lower at the start to just see how, you know, he didn't want to place them too high and then have to go lower instead of starting from more of a seven. Retroactively. Which we went, Mark and I went higher at the start and then started to progressively get a bit lower. <laughs> yeah, you can definitely tell there's definitely trends. It kind of goes, mm-hmm. yeah, episode four. Woo! <laughs> yeah, that's it. Everyone spiked it. Was it? Was it episode four, five? Yeah. Episode five. Oh, episode four. And four. And four. And four. Say, oh, wait, four. Yeah. Wait, which four one had five. I making? Both of five. them. Four and five. Which one was the Clone Wars? One with the Clone Wars five. stuff. Five. Yeah. yeah. Episode that five. One got, <laughs> that one got pretty high scores across the board. Yeah. Do we have and anything tru- else you guys want yeah, to tru- talk about? I was going to say tune in next week for our full oh, yeah. uh, season review, and and we'll do our each individual scores. For the episodes, mm. Mm, after yeah. it's interesting. Ooh. Well, I'm, I'm glad we kind of didn't talk about it prior because it made it a little bit more tense and suspenseful. So <laughs> yeah, I feel like the uh, roles were reversed a bit in this episode compared to usual. Oh, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Um. It. So, anything else that you guys want to chat about? Um, no, more just thanks for staying tuned on this. Uh, yes. Eight week, oh, technically seven weeks because we had the first two together. But mm. yeah, thank you for um, staying with us and supporting us. And we hope you guys um, enjoyed it. Or if you didn't, let us know, of course, in, if you're watching on YouTube in, in the comments below. And yeah, nice. I can't believe it's been nearly two months of this. I know. It's gone really fast. This, this, this one felt a lot faster than Andor. I mean, Andor obviously had like, you know, longer arcs, longer episodes and kind of more episodes and stuff. But yeah, this one went crazy fast. Yep. <laughs> Episodes. Can, can we agree that this was better than Mando season three? Hundred yeah. percent. It was almost level of Boba Fett. In my <laughs> um, I don't remember much from Mando season three other than um, Jack Black and that episode with the droids. But I think I liked more stuff from Boba Fett than I did of Mando season three. That's that's my take. I actually think I, those elements in Boba Fett I thoroughly enjoyed a lot more. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's my hot take, and I'm a big avid hater of that show. So <laughs> you are. You made a whole video on it. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. Okay, well that kind of concludes us, but we've got something very special to announce. So if you guys have stayed tuned or have skipped to the end, which I hope you haven't, um, to, who wants to make the announcement? I think I Cooper. Will. Yeah, I reckon Cooper. You can. Okay. All right. So here's the thing: we love Star Wars, right? We are massive Star Wars fans. We made we're so big Star Wars fans that we made a whole podcast channel about it. Yeah. But the thing is, there's other properties that we like. We like Marvel. We like DC. We like Lord of the Rings. We like Harry Potter. There's, there's other things, and you know, there's a whole whole branch. Of a bit, it's like a big tree. We love there's pop so, culture. So many different things. A lot of yeah, a lot of pop culture. We love pop so, culture. We do love pop culture. You could go so far as to say that we are 
pop cultured? Ooh. Question mark. I think I'd agree with that. <laughs> well, I think this is the perfect time to announce our brand new channel, Pop Cultured. Can you believe it? Where we will talk all things pop culture. We're going to talk about the things I mentioned. Marvel, DC, Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings, Transformers, all sorts of pop culture media alongside some TV shows um, and all sorts of genres. Bits and like bobs. Adventure, bits and bobs mm. all across the board. Um, so this has been in the works for a while. We're going to get some new people on uh, mm. beyond just us three, which is exciting. So broaden our horizons, get more opinions in. But we're doing this because we have so much to say about everything. We have so enjoyed this experience or continuing to enjoy this experience. And yeah, we want done. to also talk. <laughs> yeah, we're not done. <laughs> we want to talk about other things as well. So I know Jack, he's pretty keen to start talking about DC. Mark, he probably wants to start talking about Lord of the Rings. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm massive Harry Potter nerd, so I'm ready to get going about that. So it's just, it's a way to broaden our horizons, expand our growth. It's like a tree. We're just branching out. So we'll leave a link to the new channel in the description below. We'll post about it on social media. We'll have some video. We don't know when we're going to upload some videos. Uh, we'll probably yeah. start off with something pretty basic, but yeah. we just thought we'd let you know now because we're probably going to get it started. We'll get it started for the end of the year and now seems mm-hmm. like the right time to, to announce it. Um, for those who might've stumbled across it, it's us. It's Coruscant it's Nights uh, just with more, but more people, but Coruscant yeah, Nights and more. <laughs> Coruscant Nights and more. But that's that's our big announcement. We're we're bringing a new new media channel to you soon, very soon. I can't wait. I can't wait. Yeah, me too. I mean, we've already got a couple of videos in the works. Uh, oh, yeah. So be prepared for more hot takes from Cooper and Jack. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, Jack and I are planning a video called "Why Eternals is Actually Good" or "Why It's Is It Why Is It Underrated?" Why it's underrated? Underrated. Yeah, underrated. So, which you know, is. A hot take for that. That's when people are already like, no, nah, I'm not subscribing. I refuse. <laughs> <laughs> but look, I mean, there's we've got three others lined up at the moment, uh, three other people in our community. We want to keep growing a community as well. We want different opinions, different people on. We want to just, I don't know, make a, like I said, make a community that's just have a conversation, have a conversation that's about things we love because that's yeah. what we're here for, you know, make the most of what we can. Uh, mm-hmm with what we have so yeah we'll leave links in description we'll post about on social media and we're really excited to get started yep 100 percent. do you guys have any final thoughts uh, nah not at all just nope. excited yeah excited all right well that'll do us thanks for tuning in for thank the you higher season of ahsoka uh we'll catch you next week with a, rev- a review of the whole season and then some new stuff coming afterwards mm-hmm. all right thanks guys Thank you, bye. Thanks for listening to the Coruscant Nights podcast. Don't forget to follow us on social media on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. Go check us out on Patreon if you want more content from us or if you want to support our growth. And once again, thanks for listening. And from the Coruscant Nights team, may the force be with you.